It's time for NRL Supercoach Roundtable Discussion. We go a little bit deeper in our quest for victory. Now, here's your hosts, Holly G, Ryan MS, Peter Hurst, and Andrew Mulder-Molinor. Yes, hello and welcome to another edition of the Supercoach Professionals Roundtable Podcast. We're all on deck for this week. I am Paulie G, Andrew Moldog, Mullinaroli, with us as as always. How are you, mate? Good, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, very good. Uh, basking in the glow of a New South Wales victory, as I'm sure we all are. Uh, how are you, uh, Pete? Pete with us, of course. Peter Hanscom, how are you, mate? Oh, very good, guys. Yeah, very good. Very happy with the win, but um, I'm sure our Queensland listeners um, will be still full of optimism for game through. I think it'll be a beauty up there. Yeah, talking to a few Queenslanders there at work today, and I can tell you they're, they're pretty keen to get back to Suncorp and, and all of that. Ryan MS joining us as well. Ryan, uh, what was your favourite part of the game? Um, I like David Clemmer going bananas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, they were after Gal going into the game. Going into the next one, they might be after David Clemmer. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, I think Clemmer and Farrah are on their list. <laughs> Indeed. Well, guys, let's um, get straight to Supercoach. Of course, uh, we do this each and every Thursday, usually Thursdays, but midweek, the Roundtable Podcast Show, which you can find on www.supercoachpros.com or on iTunes. Got a lot to chat about. Got uh, a great Twitter question coming up later in the show. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter at Supercoachpros. Um, last week, we talked a bit about keepers to own. Uh, I want to Keep on that theme because now is the time, of course, when you're looking at your strategy, you're starting to say the, the, the trades that you're bringing in are, are mostly the trades uh, for the end of the year. You're starting to really shape that lineup for the finals or leading into the finals, and uh, you've got to have guys that you're going to keep until the end. Andrew, um, you know, on the back of last week, we talked about a couple of guys, and you've got another name that's, that's cropping up now, a little bit cheaper than those big names too, but, it, but, but projected to develop. Yeah, mate. It's no secret Jason Tamalolo is, is a wrecking ball, and I think he's priced at 296000 You won't get him much cheaper than that. Um, no. Yeah, so he's my get him in. You know, get him in as soon as possible. He's going to go up, no doubt, and uh, he, uh, with a with a buy, a buy in round 18, I think we're, we're saying. He, uh, he's a definite keeper for me for the rest of the season. Yeah, it's going to be... Um... It is interesting because I think if you're going to bring him in, you're sort of saying, well, this is the cheapest I'm, I'm probably going to get him. You know, we've only got the two trades this week. Not the easiest, but you're trying to manufacture. Maybe you've got a bit of cash up your sleeve. Maybe you're looking at some cheapies. But Taumalolo is a bit cheaper than some of those other keepers. Could be a good one. Ryan, um, any names that sort of sort of you're targeting, uh, you, you know, we, we, we couldn't talk to you about it last week, so I'd be interested to see sort of um, what you come up with as far as your keepers you're targeting over sort of this, this week or next. Oh, geez, it, it's kind of tough, but I guess um, a lot of the Cowboys um, players is are, are on my list. Um, guys like um, Coot Morgan um, and Ethan Lowe. Um, they, well, to me, it feels like um, they're kind of uh, sitting there. They've got, I think, they've got the one buyer to come um, as a side, and they're kind of sitting there, and they look like they're pretty keen to. Um, you know, continue on from um, how they how they've been um, s- starting this season. So, 
Yeah, just just in general, I think the Cowboys are the best team if you're looking for guys um, to you know through that through that keeping. Yeah, well, Ethan Lowe and Gavin Cooper, we're, and we're going to talk a bit more about second rowers moving forward, but they've been two of the best. I mean, Cooper last start for the Cowboys against Parramatta, you know, scoring those three tries there off the back of Thurston and Thurston running, you know, he he's, goes to that left edge. And, we, you know, I think Andrew Johns talked about it last night on State of Origin, about State of Origin, how he manipulates that side of the field. But we also see it, of course, in club footy, and that's where Gavin Cooper's a big recipient. And Cooper, um, you know, we said at the start of the year, this guy, he's got such a high work rate that he's already going to be on your radar. And then you add in the Jonathan Thurston factor. Now, they took a while to get going. Of course, North Queensland lost, I think, their first four. So they took a while to get going. And Cooper, you know, he was a bit slow off the mark, but he's really coming through now and, and probably just going to go from strength to strength from, from here on in. Uh, Pete, what about yourself? Um, I know, you know, you've talked talked with a few of those up-and-coming guys. You're a Saints supporter, of course. Um, you know, I think Jack DeBellin you, you've talked to me about before. Um, is that a guy that you look at? Is there anyone else you're looking at? Yeah, well, certainly um, <clears throat> DeBellin for a lot of people, has been a massive surprise in the, the whole Supercoach thing this year. He's been just a, an absolute revelation compared to where he was before. He's, he's just doing everything a bit better. Um, he's running a lot harder and he's defending a lot harder. And, and as a result, he's getting a lot more um, super coach points. He's sitting at 331,000 at the moment. So, yeah, he's pretty good value. Um, uh, to, to get hold of him um, very shortly, he's got an average of 57.83. He's, he's coming off the bench um, every week. Um, not affected by origin at all. And, yeah, he's been very consistent, injury-free. He'd be an absolute, um, a very good buy, as would um, Aidan Tolman. Uh, similarly, has had a, a very, very good year. And, um, yeah, he's uh, a pretty reasonable money, 355 as well. Um, and he's, like, he's averaging 60.38. And, yeah, he's, as I said, once again, injury-free and, and works his, his backside off for the dogs. And, it, you know, that's a, it's an interesting couple of points, I think, with DeBellin coming off the bench. Is that a factor, Andrew? I mean, you know, is it something that you take into consideration and say, well, what if he starts getting less minutes? At the moment, he's, he's sort of first on and last off in those rotations. So you'll see he'll, he'll take a larger chunk of minutes than the other bench players, including Ben Cray, the experienced Ben Cray, of course. But, you know, is, it, is that where the danger lies of taking a guy off the bench or, or with a guy like him or the Roosters? They've got a couple of players there, Takiaho, Napa. You know, is it okay? It is okay. I mean, I've got a couple of guys that are my reserves that aren't playing full 80 minutes, but they're, they're actually scoring pretty decent points. So it, obviously it all depends on the player. I Obviously I, I prefer the 80-minute back rowers that, mm. that score lots and lots of points. Everyone does, but... um. Yeah, it's all about the value and, and, and what do you think uh, he's going to score, I guess. And Ryan, the best 80-minute um, back rowers, as you as you mentioned, Andrew, are other guys you love to have, but Aiden Guerra, Boyd Cordner, um, you know, Josh Jackson, they're, they're missing for origin. So, you know, you, you're trying to look outside that box as well, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Um, if you're thinking about second rowers, um, I think the Canberra back Back, through, back row of um, Soliola, Papali, Fenson. Yeah, um, they're all they're all good picks um, because they're all yeah all pretty decent um, and consistent point scorers. Um, with Soliola in particular being a guy who I don't think has not played eighty minutes all season. Yeah, he play, he, Yeah, he's literally played eighty minutes every game. 
Um, Pete, it's it's interesting actually, Ryan, you bring up Sean Fenson because Pete, we've seen the last couple of years he started out gung ho and he's ended up copying an injury. This year, Ricky Stewart's really managed his minutes. He even came off the bench a couple of games earlier in the year. But now we're into the grind, you know, it's cold down there, it's full on winter. <laughs> he's starting to get those bigger minutes again. He's starting to put up some good super coach points. You know, is that is now the time to say, well, you know, Sean Fenson, a must-have year after year. But this year, okay, not as good so far. But now, do you say, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna hit that groove? You want to get him a week early rather than a week late mm. in terms of value. No, I'd be encouraging you to get him if you if you possibly can. He's yeah, he's an absolute workhorse, as you said. And as the season goes on, I think he, I think he'll get better and better. He did have the injury last year, but no. He stays injury-free, Touchwood, for the Rugby League and the Raiders and for everyone playing Supercoach. No, I think he'd be a very good buy. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, those are the type of guys you are looking at when we talk about keepers. And, Andrew, another one would be, you know, Corey Parker, like that big name, big price. But, that you know, if you, you, you want to start bringing in these type of players, is he a guy that you, you're now saying, yes, that's a player to target? Yeah, he is. I mean, at the start, I've changed my tune from the start of the year. I said, no, nah, get rid of him. But um, he, he's, he's flourishing under under Wayne Bennett. And, of course, kicking goals always helps. His offloads, big minutes, workload. So, right, like Corey Parker, obviously, the super coach god. Um, I've already got him on my team. Uh, I'm toughing him out even even through the origin period and, and all his buys. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll get him in your team. We, to be fair, that after that first week, the way he was being played, like we, you know, we all agreed, and and he scored thirty six. We all agreed he was the uh, so pricey that there's nowhere to go with him, you know. But at this stage of the year, it's a different strategy, isn't it? And that's why we we, we say no. If you haven't got Corey Parker yet, yeah, he's going to be one to target because when it comes to those finals, those final few rounds, and it's something we're going to talk about a bit later in the show when we look at projections. Um, that's when. That's when you really want those those big names. And if you're giving up points to opposing sort of owners that are in the finals against you, um, you know, you've got to find a way to get them back. So a guy like Parker, you don't want to be coming up against him and not have him in your own lineup, I think. Um, he's due for a price drop as well. So uh, I think in the next couple of weeks he's due to drop about $16,000. So keep, keep your eye on him. Put him on your watch list if you don't already have him. Yeah, and, and we don't know what Wayne Bennett's going to do. It's something we'll... We'll um, we'll have a quick look at too um, on, during the course of the show. Is it what the coaches have done this week with naming teams, not naming? There's a bit of ducks and drags going on with some of the coaches. We're going to try to dissect that. Um, and Corey Parker, you just you're not sure if Brisbane, you know, Wayne Bennett. He's already rested him once. Will he do it again? If he's already going to go down in price, maybe there's a way you can manoeuvre your lineup and um, and have enough money to to go get him once Origins um, done. And and you know then you. Definitely planning ahead for him, I think, even at this early stage. Um, Ryan, one more player as far as keepers, but also segueing into our next topic, and that's looking at players, of course, whose buys are completed. The Sharks have had both their buys. Not a lot of players to target from Cronulla this year, although they are playing a lot better at the moment than maybe earlier in the year. But Andrew Fafita, snubbed for New South Wales origin, Uh, he's been playing awesome the last few weeks. We're just talking about keepers. He's done well in years gone by, especially last year, although he had the injury. Um, do you do you bring him in? Um, I don't think so. Uh, he just purely on the fact that I think there's probably, even though there might be guys without 
without um uh, you know sorry with one buy left uh, and and this cost is really prohibitive um at 430 436 that's but if we're that's, looking at those keepers we're looking at the yep you're going to spend that big money now and try to bring in some of those big guys is it you know cost isn't so much of an issue is it more about projecting okay yes he'll get me points this week maybe not is that what what you're sort of looking yeah, at or is I it look, a cost look, thing i think he probably will get your points um if, we, if we're just going to go if you're just going to say okay i've got him and that's it um he's probably going to get points for you i just don't know if he's going to get them consistently um his high score is highest score is 98 and his low score is 47 so that's a pretty good base yeah. Um, and he gets um, 1.28 points per minute. So that's pretty good going. Um, and his last... His last um, game was one of his lowest. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I was <laughs> exactly about to say. Um, so I'm not just, yeah, just be worried about the consistency factor for him. Yeah. Well, I think, I think with him, Gallon's going to be out indefinitely, you know, so... They're oh, going to play on his shoulders. Yeah, so, I mean, with him, I think his break-even's up around the 120s. So if he doesn't score that this week, he's going to go down again next week. So he might be affordable next week rather than uh, rather than this week. But it's a good week to have him, isn't it, this week? I mean, that's the trade-off now. When you when you start to look at, at the end of the year and you start to look at who you want to bring in as a keeper, I've got to disagree a little bit with Ryan. I think bring him in because now you're really changing your focus. You've hopefully made enough money that your salary cap is in a pretty good stead and now when you're talking about your keepers, you're not so worried about that week-to-week fluctuation because when players are that good and scoring that high numbers from week to week, they will have larger fluctuations. So that 20 grand, yeah, you might you might need to wait for Fafita, and that's fine. But if you've got the money, you, you've got to take that hit, and hopefully you've made it on some of those cheapy guys, you know. Um, yeah, and you'll probably score big against the Knights this week. It's a great matchup. He's had an, he scored a 98 in round nine, and a 93 in round ten, and then his last after the missing you know the, the buy when he was out for Origin anyway, 62 and 47, and then another buy. He should be fired up because he didn't get a go in Origin. It, it should be enough to get him going. Gallon might not be back for Origin three, and you would think he'd slot back in, but he's going to have to prove himself. I, I don't know, Pete. Do you, we're, we're sort of divided on the round table. Um, try to break the tie. For me, no, I I don't think um, I don't think he's a good one. I, for me, he's far too inconsistent. You just pointed that out with the with the ninety eights and then going back to the sixties. With him missing out with Origin, on one hand, you say yeah, well, it's going to fire him up, and on the other hand, he's you know he might go completely the other way. Um, and for that reason, no, I don't think I don't think he's consistent enough. I and I don't think. You can rely on him. I, I don't think he'll um, he'll get up to those big numbers again in the next few weeks. That's my that's my thought. Well, let's keep looking at these players. There's four teams. I think we mentioned you know the Sharks obviously already, but Dragons, Panthers, and Seagulls. Uh, buys are completed now, so these are teams that we can target. Will Matthews, Pete? I'll stay with you on this one because this is a guy that since coming back from injury, you had to lie. He played one full game, big Super Coach points but then back to the bench or even out of the team because of how well Joel Thompson and Tyson Frizzell have been playing and both playing 80 minutes. Now Thompson's got the injury. Surely Matthews slots back in, plays 80 minutes. He's, you know, he's almost a, a point per minute, super coach-wise. I yeah, mean, well, it's, you know. um, it's important to, to note, yeah, as you're saying, he's been coming off the bench 
at times he, he sort of only gets usually middle of the road minutes. If you remember back early this year when he he'd missed out on the, on a few games for the Dragons and then they brought him in. Um, he played for the game against Brisbane. Um, he came on very actually started the match there and there's a guy. Uh, one of the reserves, I think he might have the record now, Jake Marquito, who only played 10 seconds or so from the kickoff. Yes. May tackle was taken off. That resulted in Matthews played 78 minutes or something of that match. So yeah. he's got the, the capacity, he's got the engine in him, if you like, using the modern um, modern talk uh, to, yeah. to actually go big minutes. And on Monday night, I think you might see that from him, particularly with um, important to remember that Mariners is coming off the the uh, the Origin game where he played uh, for quite some time the other night, uh, coming on quite early. So, yeah. no, I think Matthews would be a very good one to get in. Um, you're looking at him at uh, 229,100 at the moment. He's um, basically 100,000 un- under value if he plays at 80 minutes. That's right. Um, yeah, no, so I, I think he's a, a definitely good player. The... Um... It's interesting you mentioned the Broncos game because, yes, he did play the 80 minutes in that one. I believe Tyson Frizzell was suspended, and um, that's why he played 80 because Frizzell usually plays 80. And when you're playing on that edge, as we mentioned, Boyd Cornout and Guerra before, Josh Jackson, these type of players, they do, you know, it is expected in this modern game that those fringe players on the fringe of the ruck will play 80 to let the big men, you know, be able to rotate. That's right. You see much more rotation between the... The, uh, the two props and the lock, who essentially plays, as we know, as a third prop these days. And as you say, the second rowers tend to, to play the 80. And, of course, the really good dummy halves also play the 80, like uh, like normally when Robbie Farrer is there, for example, or, uh, or the Cameron Smith types. Well, he scored 62 supercoach points in that 80-minute game. And then he backed it up against the Roosters uh, the following week, scoring 63 in 63 minutes. So you can see when he's getting those larger minutes. But they're the only two games where he's really had that capability. So now we're saying maybe, again, he should reach that sort of you know 60s or even slightly better. Um, Andrew, is it the point of difference to look at these sort of players? We've just talked about, oh, own keep, keepers. We're about to talk about, like, real cheapies. Is it still... He's still finding, trying to find those diamonds in the rough at this stage of the, the game, or is it just... Is it, is it worthwhile? I, I think the... the the cream has risen to the top. It was a bit inconsistent uh, at the start of the year. Yeah. <clears throat> but everyone, you've got a rough idea now, and, and if you do enough research, I, I think you, you should be able to find... Like there, there, aren't, there aren't too many secrets nowadays, that's what I'm trying to say. I mean, you just got to try and stay on top of us, follow us on Twitter, you know, see who's in, in and out, and then, uh, yeah, make your decision based on that. Yeah, and that's something we'll have a quick look at through this show and also of course as you said Andrew at Supercoach Pros Supercoach P-R-O-S where we'll tweet before each and every game any late changes our sort of ones to keep an eye out of course if you want to know the full details it's already on the website www.supercoachpros.com just click on the right hand side you'll see there round 15 Supercoach preview and that's where we use our predictor it's it's, you know a Supercoach Pros devised and, and designed predictor that really looks at matchups, it looks at minutes, it looks at every aspect, and it looks at where they play. So Pete mentioned about locks playing as a third front rower. Well, if that's the case, we label them as front rowers. We don't, even though we then say, yes, you can have them as a back rower, or in Takiyaho's case, a centre and winger even, but we look, we judge them where they're going to be playing their football. So if they've got a great matchup against a team against front rowers, we're not going to say, well, he's he's a centre. 
So therefore, so we really go into the details each and every game, look at where the players are playing, how many minutes they're playing, and then put that into the opponent's information of how much Supercoach points they'll give up. And that's why you hear us say things like, oh, it's a great matchup, oh, it's not, not such a good matchup, you know. Certain teams, Manly, have been weak to outside backs all year. So have the Warriors. You know, Gold Coast to hookers. And that's that's when you hear that information, that's where we get it from because we're pumping in all that information. Um, and that's and you know, that's what we're getting in the output on that. And so when you look at this online, www.supercoachpros.com, and you're looking up that those previews, that's where you're getting the information. And the match recaps, that will give you the information of what happened. So what's changed? We've already talked about Will Matthews, but we look at, you know, different ways that games are going. We analyse every game, we look at the full 80, how many minutes each player is playing, where they're playing on the field, what's different from week to week, what can we look forward to. And that's all on the website, www.supercoachpros.com. Let's have a look now quickly at the lineups and the changes um, for this round. And, and, and Ryan, we're hearing Robbie Farrar probably won't play t- tomorrow night, or if by the time you listen to it, it may even be tonight, Friday night footy against Manly. But um, after the big New South Wales win on high, short backup, you know, he's already sort of saying, mate, you know, maybe. Yeah, look, I, it's pretty difficult. I, I find it difficult to see him playing um, if he was touch and go um, f- to play Origin. Uh, you saw how padded his shoulder was, so I don't think it's going to cop um, two games in um, three days. So I don't yeah, think I, he'll play. I've I got to agree with you. And, and we talked last week about Manaya Cherrington. Now, he got to play the extra minutes. It all worked out in the advantage of, for Cherrington's favour. And he thought, here we go, you know, the, the cheapies, come on, he's going to have a big game. Halitau's gone off hurt early. But it didn't really eventuate. Again, he had a try assist dis- disallowed. The game before, he had a try disallowed. You know, a little bit of luck. He could have put up, you know, half-decent numbers. He's still got a great break even um, this week. But, again, you're looking maybe Farah's out. Backup hooker Dean Halitau may also be out. Cherrington's been named on the bench. So maybe he'll still get you know, good game time there. We're still saying that he could be somebody that you were looking at, you know, continuing to, to flow through. And, and we'll get to the, the other cheapies, you know, players like that. We're looking at maybe not even for this round or next round, but we're looking at those last few rounds. They're staying on your bench. And if an injury or two hit and you've run out of trades, well, you need a point of difference. There's a guy there that wasn't costing you anything when you brought him in. It may just give you something, and that's what we're trying to target now because when, as you try to bring in these keepers, you're going to have to shed, you're going to have to shed some of your, your sort of decent bench players or reserves and, and bring in these real cheapies to be able to afford the, the keepers, of course. Um, Andrew, we've heard uh, Billy Slater's out for the year. Um, Cameron Munster coming in, another guy that probably underwhelmed on Monday night against the Eels. Melbourne actually played really well. Ben Hampton had a good game. Toe Harris went large. He was even kicking goals. I mean, he did everything. Um, he looked. It was funny. He was wearing number three. They were joking. He was a rugby union number three because, he, of course, he was, he was playing, playing at the middle. Yeah, front row, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> um, but Cameron Munster, you know, missing out super coach wise. Is it still? Is he still an option there with Slater out, or are you just saying, well, Melbourne maybe? Cronk's not there for a few more weeks. Maybe they're just a no-go zone. Yeah, I think I'm going to steer clear for a little while of the Melbourne players. Um, oh, he, he's no he's no replacement, is he, for, for Slater, uh, even supercoach-wise. So, yeah, I, I think there are better options out there at the moment. Uh, if you're going for value, you, you can't go past uh, Trevojevic. He, 
kick with a with line out. I think Hiku's pushed into the centre and Chavoyevich gets his, his his shot and you know small a small break even can't go wrong. He's a try he's a, he's a try scorer sneak too, isn't he? I mean, he's a guy. He is. He is. I mean, the, the, I mean, it's probably going to be a wet track tomorrow. And that might slow him down a little bit, but long term, it's it, it's it's all upside for him. I think. It was about this time last year, you and I were up at the game and, and Manly put a number on the Tigers and, and some of their outside backs, I think it was um, Clint, or was it Clint Gutherson? Or he went down early, I think, but there was a few players that got some pretty big super coach numbers. Could happen yeah. again. It could happen again. Here's hoping for me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Here's hoping the Tigers do what they did last week against South from my point of view. Marty to power, I'll tell you what. Yeah, he um, scares me that way. <laughs> he played all right. Um, Pete, you know, we've talked a bit about the Broncos. Wayne Benner used to be there at the Saints. Bit of what's he going to do around Origin? Well, Des Hasler, he hasn't picked a single Origin player this round. What do you make of that? Is that something you just got to throw that out and go, well, David Clemmer, surely he's going to play hardly at any minutes. Josh Jackson, the same. Surely these guys are going to play. Well, he hasn't named any of them in his team. Um, it's a good ad to uh, keep up to date with, um, with with us, isn't it? Keep an eye on Twitter right up to the game. It's all I can say really about that. Um, yeah, I speak to a friend of mine earlier and he was joking about which uh, who was going to be in which jersey and he suggested that Clemmer had been 25 because it's usually the biggest one. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, listen, I would be very, very surprised if the two Morris brothers... Uh, and Hodkinson don't play, and and Clemmer, I I think they'll all be in there. But yeah, it makes it difficult if you if you've bought some, um, and not only if you've got those players, but also if you've bought some filling players like um, like Corey Thompson, for example, Chase Stanley, yeah. both more than likely, realistically, to to drop out. Um, Moses Sembai is probably the the biggest one. He's been playing so well and putting yes. up good super coach points but we don't know exactly where he's going to play, if he's going to play. Hasler's mathematical conundrum of three into two doesn't go in the halves. What is he going to do with Hodkinson? Um, yeah, Greg Eastwood's another one that will probably maybe uh, end up on the bench. Uh, it's just it, yeah, you're just going to have to keep an eye on, on the whole thing. What Hasler is doing, on, as I said, I reckon they'll my, I'm a punter, and I would suggest to you that they will all play. Uh, we saw them all come out unscathed of Origin. I, I would, if I, you know, I've, if I've got players, and I do, I have Bulldogs players. I'm putting them in my lineup. I'm not Absolutely. worried. A Saturday night game, there's still options to go. If, if suddenly you know you find out oh, such and such is out, you, you probably still got options. So use your reserves. It's not like it's Brisbane with Thiday and, and Corey Park, you know, making 50 tackles a game or 40 tackles a game. We're talking three of them are backs here. Mm. And the other guy came off the bench. So the other oh, two I think they'll all be playing. Yeah, Jackson didn't play many minutes. so I, I, I can't see why he can't play. Yeah, I forgot about Josh Jackson, actually. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm sure all five of them will be there. Five Bulldogs, man. Yeah, they'll all be there. Yeah, well, it's something like you say to keep up in, you know, at, at the Twitter account there at Supercoach Pros. We'll be tweeting out which guys end up playing, but obviously, with uh, we appreciate some of your lineups. You may already need to know, and that's what we're here for to try to forecast. And, and you know, I think it's fair to say that that most of these guys will back up, as you're saying, Pete. But Ryan, a big question, I guess. And we mentioned Moses Embi and Josh Reynolds is another putting up some big Supercoach points. So, you know, he's another that could be someone 
to consider if he can get enough minutes. Are the days numbered for Trent Hodkinson? Is that what we're reading out of this? Um, look, it's on the cards, I think. Um, being that he only um, he only played a limited amount of time last uh, last game round for yeah. the Dogs. He 66 uh, minutes, so he went off yeah. the last 14. The most critical. They were, you know, the game was in the balance. Yeah, exactly right. Um, so I, I tell you what, I wouldn't be surprised. Having said that, um, maybe it was a bit of a shake-up by, uh, by Desi. Uh, he did the same with Reynolds, um, uh, I think, in the Canberra game, which uh, worked in his favour big time because um, he won in the game. Mm, but, yeah, um, yeah it, to me, it, it looks like it's a, big, it's a big chance of happening that um, he may not be there um, in a few games' time, which will be a really, really strange situation given the origin. Teams probably won't change. Yeah, uh, and, and that's what we're really trying to monitor at the moment, which are just sort of saying, you know, is, if Embi and Reynolds become those halves, suddenly there's a supercoach option. Hodkinson's just not a supercoach option, and he's taking away points from those two. So that's something to monitor. What we've got to have a quick look at when we've talked about keepers, I want to just quickly talk about those guys at 113,000. Um, you're looking at someone that can play a role at the end of the year. Going to, going to read out some guys, 113,000, give you an idea um, of you know what they are and why. Chad Redmond's an interesting one from the Gold Coast now. Now, you might think Gold Coast, he's a Knights player. He's been released midweek to go up on the Gold Coast. Of course, Mosley's now down with the injury. They've had issues with Srama and Falloon. Mortimer's playing. They're playing good minutes. Redmond can play back row and hooker. He looked quite likely for the Knights. I don't know why they let him go, to be honest. Um, they've got a lot of issues there in Newcastle, and it seems like a player like him would have been worth keeping around. But, Andrew, you know, 113,000, he'll probably go up. This week, even, he can play two positions. Is that a guy that you say, oh, I'll bring him in as my cheapie and I'll get a, and I'll get a keeper to go with that? Uh, has he been named? He's uh, not been the... named, but there's rumours that he might be might be a last minute selection. <clears throat> Training with him. Oh, okay, I mean, you always got to look at him, don't you? The the the, the cheapies, it's how you make your money. So you got to keep your options open. Like personally, I'll, again, I'll 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 go back to someone like Jackson Hastings. He's on my yeah. bench. I've also got someone, uh, Kurt Baptiste from from Canberra. Oh, that, yeah, that's I wanted to cut. mention him. So that's a good one. Yeah. Um, yeah, for, for yeah, Kurt back to he's been a bit disappointing if I'm honest, but um, uh, I think that they should go go well against the Cowboys this week. And again, you're changing your strategy, aren't you? You're not looking for those big money earners necessarily. You're looking for guys you're projecting forward. What happens if? And and for for the Raiders, if Josh Hodgson goes down, does Baptiste suddenly become you know a forty minute player? Even if he doesn't play the full eighty, does he become a guy that plays forty fifty minutes in at hooker? And now he's scoring you anywhere between 40 to 60 points. You've run out of trades in round 24 and you've got Baptiste on your bench. Someone big goes down. You've got Baptiste. They've got nobody. That's you know? right. Well, that's what you want, someone on your bench. It's obviously not going to be in your, your, your starting 17 or your reserves, but someone who's still playing, you know, getting getting some, some at least some game time and, scoring you some points and making you a little bit of money, it always helps uh, on the bit, end of the season. It is. It's a bit of that strategy. And, and then 
you know, you could say the other way, say, well, by the end of those rounds, I want to use the vice-captain-captain captain trick. So I don't want to have a bunch of guys just scoring small amount of points. So you're really looking, again, it's almost like a dartboard where you're trying to say, well, who can I find? And that's why Jackson Hastings is a good one because we've seen what he can do, 38, when his average, you know, was a lot lower than that once he got that opportunity. Now, if it happens again, a, a key Roosters player goes down, suddenly Hastings becomes an option for you, and he's already been sitting on your bench, costing you nothing. Um, Ryan Raymond for Tala Marina. You know, he's another one there. The Warriors in and out of the lineup, but, you know, he he wasn't that bad last week. Uh, he's You know, he's on the bench this week. Is he a guy that you say, well, he plays two positions. He, he plays, well, no, sorry, only plays second row. Um, but, you know, could you stick him on, on your bench as your cheapie? Well, look, there's... There's definitely worse options you could put out there. Yeah. Um, he's um, He did play okay the other week. Um, the Warriors as a team aren't going so well, which could well open the door for him um, if, you know, if something go, goes really bad um, at the Warriors uh, for the remaining rounds. Um, certainly a guy, and I guess it's one of those things where you just got to look at each, um, each week at who's being named and then also... Um, listen to what's happening in terms of, okay, well, this guy's being rumoured to, you know, there's, I, th- I think there's rumoured to be about seven or eight uh, guys who might play this weekend, for example. Yeah. It's that kind of thing you've got to listen to. And it's and, and what we're really trying to do is look at the end of the year. We're not necessarily saying, oh, this week, bring him, you know, bring him in. What we're saying is that, okay, he'll go up after this week. If you want to get him at 113 and just have him stashed on your bench, because you're probably not able to use too many trades anymore. The guys you're bringing in now ideally are going to stay in your lineup, even if they're just to sit on a bench and, and try not to chew up any money for your big names as you continue to bring them in. So that's why you're looking at them so cheap. One guy where you might you might edge it out a little bit and say, oh, I'll spend the extra 9000 is Isaac John from the Panthers. He's 122500 And you'd say, oh, Isaac John is not even in the team. He, he's a dud a lot of times when he does get a go. But he had that big number in round eight. He had 80 points. Now, again, you're looking for that point of difference later in the year. He's just staying on your bench. He plays both halfback and 5'8", so he's got a lot of versatility. We've seen Peter Wallace yeah, in and out of the lineup with injury. We've seen Jamie Sauer the same for the Panthers. Round 25, Isaac John could be there, could have a good matchup, could have a good day. Great point of difference for you. Maybe you've got it play that extra player because you're out of trades could be the difference is that what we look at pete is that is that the type of player you know that you're saying here in round 14 oh you wouldn't want to bar him but you're just looking ahead that could be the type of player that could pull off a miracle for you well that's well that's it you know as long as the guy stays fit and he's in and around the team he's got to be a chance i was just thinking of another uh, the young guy from melbourne who recently made his debut young uh, kenner yeah we talked um, about him last week yeah i thought it, it could be a, a worthwhile option as well in that situation so yeah just because they're not in the may not be in the starting team uh this week um they could well be next week um as you said you just don't know who's going to go down and certainly some of these cheapies would be possibly worth it um uh, Heath Lestrange from the Dragons might have been another one as well. Yeah, and that's the thing with Heath Lestrange. He's 113,000 because he's only getting those small amount of minutes. He's not putting up the points. But if Mitch Rain goes down, suddenly with that opportunity, does he turn it around? That's what he doesn't. But, uh, <laughs> but yes, it's it's certainly um, a possibility. 
um, was looking there, another uh, fella that's has the potential if he gets the if um, gets the minutes. Who was I looking at? There are there, but there are several basically that um, yeah, you could look at. And as I said, um, Lestrange was one that, that stood out to me. If you look at the amount of minutes um, that players are getting, it's something I think it's something we've got to look at. Let's face it, um, over the next few weeks. So we'll make it a bit of a regular theme over the next few weeks. Look, trying to track some of these cheap players and see which guys that we we've watched as we watch each each and every game. We give you an idea. This this is a type of player that if he got the opportunity, he'd be someone that um, could. You know, really expand under that. We need to move on. We've got um, Twitter questions to get to. Just Dave at Davy Salter has asked us, um, what are the best second row options outside the top three, which is Paul Gallen, Corey Parker and Simon Mannering? Now, obviously, Gallen's out injured again. Um, we mentioned last week, Andrew, that he was, um, you know, someone that really is origin only. So now we were even more desperate looking for some, some of these other guys. We've run it through the predictor. We'll go through it shortly. But he's also asked two gun hookers or four gun halves for the run home. Um, I guess I'll start with the first half, Andrew. You know, we're looking at, at Parker and Mannering. We know some of the other guys' numbers are up there too. But, you know, from what you've seen, what, what do you suggest? Well, I think I mentioned him earlier before. It was uh, Jason Tamalolo. Uh, again, at the moment, he's, he's priced. You, you just have to get him at the moment, under three hundred thousand. He's going to go 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 um, only go up. I also like Tyson Frizzell. <coughs> uh, relatively cheap, um, and he can play front row, second row. So it's, I, I always like the, the bit of versatility. And also another one is if you don't already have him, uh, Ben Matalino. A bit more pricey at the three eighty five, but. Again, we can play second best, row, front yeah. row. Um, yeah. Just a, a, a proven, proven point scorer at this level. Uh, yeah, he's, a, he's a keeper towards the end of the se- uh, season. Yeah, Madalena and Frizzell playing two positions too. I think at the end of the year, when we talked about those injuries, and you want to have your play, your team sort of stacked, you want to have at least one crossover between the front row and the second row, just in case you get a big time injury, you can make that adjustment and kind of manipulate your team because if you've got a bunch of 113,000s on your bench and a big player goes down and you can't manoeuvre it around you may end up having to start one of those guys instead of just a bit of manoeuvring different bench player, suddenly maybe your backup fullback gets a run, not so bad Um, a a guy that's only playing 20 minutes or if that starting, not so good so Madalino and Frizzell a couple of great options there, I'll read out um, from our predictor sort of which guys are on top and Corey Parker well we're leaving Paul Gallen out because he's he's clearly number one okay but the predictor's not going to take into account injuries it's going to look at if the player's playing you know this is what we expect leaving him out Corey Parker is definitely the top player there's a bit of a gap there's some other positions you know between Gallen and Parker and some some other players between Parker and the next second row which is Mannering which you've already um, brought up there Dave after him, there's another. There's a. There's Jack Bird. Believe it or not, Jack Bird, who started the year strong, has dropped back. He's got some good matchups coming up. He's got. He's a bit high and low, so there's a bit of risk reward in there. But he's right up there now. He's a guy you probably already got. Probably a guy you'd be happy to hold on to. Ryan mentioned earlier um, Ethan Lowe. He's next on the list after a number of players, mind you. But he's the next one that plays second row, closely followed by Trent Merrin, Sia Soliello, Tyson Frizzell. So there are sort of the players that we're suggesting. Sean Fensom's a little bit after that. Even Jack DeBellin. Um, yeah, the way that he's been playing, that high floor, 
despite coming off the bench. And and the guy who comes back from injury this week is Robbie Rocco. Now, he's a guy that could put up those sort of numbers too if he stays healthy. So he's got to be another guy as a point of difference um, from Ben Maddalena. So there's some of the names there. Um, there's another one too, guys, um, I'm surprised hasn't been mentioned, is the Parramatta second rower, uh, Manu Mao. Um, he's been going extremely well. Uh, his price at three fifty three thousand three hundred. Um, he is suspended at the moment. Uh, expected to return round seventeen, but he's been an absolute workhorse. And I think a few of the paraffins think he's a bit in the in the legendary Nathan Hindmarsh mould. And he's, he's certainly been holding his head up pretty high in a, a pretty average Parramatta team. Yeah, we've mentioned him a few times on the show. It's very tough now with the Souths and Parramatta still got the two buys to come. And um, he may be an option after that round 18 by, you know, he's got the suspension, of course, as well to sit through. Um, but, you know, just looking, it's particularly when we look at, you know, over the next sort of few weeks, you know, which guys are going to put up those bigger numbers. I think we've already mentioned Panthers players, Saints players, Dragons players um, there and Sharks. So I don't know. I don't know if I agree wholeheartedly on that one, Pete, because now... As good as he's been, um, Parramatta very up and down, and, of course, those two buys. second part of the question that um, Dave gave, two gun hookers or four gun halves to run home, Ryan, we've talked about it for years, haven't we? When we used to just be all as front rowers, we'd say, just get three hookers in there. So I guess, you know, judging by that, it's a different formula this year with with hookers separate, but do you just go two guns and and have one as one of your four playing reserves? Oh, I would go the other way, actually. Um, yeah. I'd go get as good a players as you can um, for in your halves. Now, the good thing is about those halves and five eights. A lot of them have double positions, and yeah. one of them and fullback is, um, you know, they can be slotted into fullback. I think even Chris Sando um, can be slotted into fullback. I think he's a dual player as well. Um, now. With the hookers, uh, because there's only two slots there, um, you can have your gun and a and just a bench warmer basically sitting there, not taking up much room. So if that guy does get injured, if your gun hooker does get injured, then you can pretty much sell him and pick up one for a relatively the same cost, um, without you know damaging um, damaging what you've got um, in the bank. And that's really where you need your trades, don't you? You can take that strategy. I. I... I'm probably going the other way. I look, again, at the um, predictor, we've got number three is Daly Cherry Evans, believe it or not, for the rest of the year. Um, now, that doesn't take into account round 17 because Manly play round 17. So it, it's given him extra points. So that would drop him back a little bit because he won't play. We don't think. We, we don't Honestly, we don't know, but do we? Because State of Origin, he wasn't that dominant. Cooper Cronk may be back. There's other options there, Morgan, Ben Hunt. Yeah, but we assume that he's going to be out for round 17. Still got, putting up good numbers. Jonathan Thurston's there, of course. Then Corey, and then Cameron Smith, sorry, from Corey Parker. So there, so there's two halfbacks. One of them plays 5'8", and Thurston, and then Cameron Smith. Then you've got James Seguiaro. And, Andrew, I know you're a big fan of James Seguiaro, but if you can find room in your salary cap for Smith and Seguiaro going home, you're pretty good, and you're covered if one of them goes down. Oh, it's the dream team. I, 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 I disagree with Brian. Um yeah, I'm all about forwards making me my, my big uh, points, yeah. And two hookers, especially Smith, the goal kicker again, 80 minutes, Seguiaro, uh, one of the best points per minute super coach plays out there. So, yeah, I, I like the two gun hookers uh, formula more so. 
You know, I agree with you, Andrew, but in Ryan's defence, I almost leap to his defence here. After those two, it's a big gap. So if one of them goes down, McCulloch, I think, is next. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, it reminds me of saying, I mean, yeah. But if, if you can fit Smith and Seguiara, I think, I think go that way, Dave. If that's, if that's, because I think those two are so much superior to the alternatives. But, but Ryan's strategy is not a bad one because when you look at those other halves and five-eighths, you know, that, that are predicted to do well, Jack Bird, Gareth Witter, Blake Austin, Aidan Caesar, you know, Ben Hunt. There's enough players there going down. Adam Reynolds has been out. So we're not, you know, he's predicted the numbers will change. He, he could come into contention once those buyers are up. Yeah, and I, I do like Ryan's point about the, the versatility. I, I, like I said before, with the, the second rowers and front rowers, I, I really like that. that. That variety really helps. Do, Pete, do you hedge your bets and take Blake Austin? He plays 5 eighths and hooker. I'm glad you mentioned Blake Austin. No, he's been a revelation this year. No, I think he's pretty much a must-have, this guy. He's scoring tries like a, like a top-grade winger. Um, and he's just the cent- the centre of the Raiders' attack is one of the reasons why they've been going okay this year. And so now I think he's he's a must. He was the first one I was going to mention actually. So I'm glad you mentioned him first. He is a guy. I mean, you could bring him in as your backup hooker. Yeah. And then if you decided, you know what, I do have enough money, I'm going to get that second gun hooker. I'll just I'll sub him to five eighth in my trade. Absolutely. All right, Dave. I hope we've helped you. And if anyone else wants to ask us any questions, you can at any time. We'll answer it all, all stages during the week. Um, they're at Supercoach Pros. They're on Twitter. Or if you want to have it read out on this very show, the Roundtable Podcast, let us know, and, and we would do just that, just like we did for Dave. I hope we answered that. We've got the predictor to go on. We've got all the experts there in the Roundtable with us this week. Um, Ryan, thank you so much. We'll talk to you on Sunday, of course, the, game, the review show uh, back this week. No problem. Pete, uh, thank you very much. Uh, Good luck Monday night with uh, Dragons v. the Roosters there, and we'll see you next week. Yeah, let's hope we don't get drowned like we nearly did on the Anzac Day. (laughs) Well, the rain's come back. I mean, Andrew, you and I I are heading out tomorrow. We could get a little bit wet there to Brookvale Oval, so I'll see you then, but, of course, we'll see you next week. Yep, see you, boys. And that is the end for another week of the Supercoach Professionals Roundtable podcast. I am Paulie G, and of course you can follow us on Twitter at Supercoach Pros or look at us on the website www.supercoachpros.com. All the information on there, and of course you can download this podcast and the review one on iTunes as well. And we'll talk to you on Sunday for the review show. Bye now.